you're tuning in, you care about change, you might even love change, and you know change is not always the easiest thing to do. It's uh, usually something pretty messy. Yeah, and here we are sharing the mess it can be. It's always interesting to hear somebody after the fact, but what's going on behind the scenes when something is happening? And today's topic is... New beginnings. New beginnings. Um, just to inform you about our format, we have a topic each week. Uh, I write up three questions for Kay. Kay writes up two questions for Amor. We you just share the questions. I don't know her answers yet. She doesn't know mine. And you'll find out like we're finding out. If you have topics in mind that you think are interesting for us to talk about. Bring it on. Share it, like it, <laughs> comment it. Yeah. Let's kick it off. You want to go first? Should I go first? Uh, you go first. Um, my first question to you is, what is the hardest beginning you ever had and why was it so hard? All right. That's a good question. Um, I think the hardest one was to walk away, to really decide consciously to walk away from my uh, corporate career, uh, which is a couple of years ago now. Um, I think for me, it was pretty clear that this is the path to go. But what made it really hard is how everyone around you didn't understand the decision. So you're telling me that stopping something was a new beginning? To deciding for something that is completely unknown, stopping something, yeah, but like turning 180 degrees into something that I didn't know what it's going to look like. Uh, so you started something new which you didn't know what it was yeah and the fact that people didn't understand it that was the hardest part about that it. was pretty hard yeah because it made me doubt in some sense <clears throat> i was pretty like when i cooked it by myself and i ran ran all everything by myself i was like yeah this is what i want to go i don't want to stay in corporate i just want to do something else but then talking to friends talking to family obviously everyone was like hey hold on your career looks picture perfect. Why would you walk away? Why would you change your path? And what is going to be the next thing? And then I was like, I don't know what the next thing is going to be. So that makes people doubt even more and be like, are you really sure this is a good idea? Or is it just something temporary that hmm. is in your mind? It's floating in your mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of questions, but I don't know. Uh, where did you find the trust to do that? It was really... I mean, when I think back now, it was really all in my intuition. And I really felt such a strong sense of this is where I do not <clears throat> sorry, belong. And this is why I need to walk away. Mm. I kind of like really ask myself nowadays. I'm like, wow, I still feel this feeling and how strong it was to be like, this is not where you belong. But you were able to let go and not have the next thing to grab onto. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bold. Yeah, that void is kind of... Yeah, usually uh, I make the, the analogy of a monkey in the forest uh, slinging yeah. from rope to rope. That's a beautiful one. The monkey doesn't let go of the previous rope until it at least has its sights on the next one. Yeah. But you just let go. You're yeah. Like, ah. Free fall. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one to begin, mm. definitely, to say, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to stop doing what yeah. I did. Yeah. Oh, well. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Sure. You want to hear a question for you? Yes. Um, 
what makes you decide to move on to a new beginning? I mean, you went through a pretty couple new beginnings. I think so, the ones that I decided on, I guess they were definitely had to do with uh, learning and growing. So I feel like I'm, I've stopped growing or I've stopped learning. Then I feel like I need something new. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be work-related, education-related. I moved abroad, uh, started writing my book because it was something I felt like that was holding me back. I feel like some things, if you do not begin them, you will make the same mistake over and over. Yeah. And for me, I needed to reflect on that, and that was a way to do it by writing the book. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, what I'm doing with the Energy Management Compass and this Love Change podcast also has to do with learning and growing. Mm-hmm. So I think if I would really boil it down, uh, I embark on a lot of new things, a lot of things I also don't finish or I figure out that this is not per se what I want to learn or mm-hmm. how I want to grow. But uh, the, that's that's the why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any discomfort in like not finishing things or do you just like easy let go? Yeah. <laughs> I had to learn to deal with that. I remember my mom always raising us with you're only allowed to quit something if you finish it. That would be my mom as well. Yes. At least my dad, yeah. So if you go to school, first year university, you're like, nah, I don't like it. You're like, get all your grades. You finish all your grades. Mm-hmm. Then you don't like it, you can walk away. Yeah. That kind of, I don't know. It's a good thing to have uh, determination and follow through. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, some things you just got to step away from. And I feel like you got to try it to the point that the what if is gone. So what if I tried that thing or asked that girl out Mm -hmm. or learned that language? No, do it and then decide. So I think the how long or how far you will take to do it and then uh, changing a decision, there is definitely discomfort in it because you have to deal with the fact that you embarked on a journey which you had in mind was going to be amazing and then you had to quit before you would think. But that's also an interesting thing. When we begin things, do we ever think about the end? (laughs) No, eh? No. No, absolutely not. And uh, in business, of course... You can say I'm going to start this company because I want to be able to sell it between three to seven years to one of the big players. Yeah. That's my exit. But most people don't think like that. You're just going to start something mm-hmm. without the end in mind. Uh, yeah. Really interesting uh, guy at uh, Google X where they do a lot of trial and error in uh, startups. Uh, they always sit and think uh, what are the reasons why this company could die this startup Mm -hmm. and if those reasons are too many to overcome in the Mm -hmm. coming three months they just uh, pull the plug because they feel like then we can begin on something new Mm -hmm. so there's no shame in beginning something new and knowing when to quit is also uh, something which can be considered a 
big skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny, there's a book about uh, habits of uh, successful people, and one of them is uh, start with the end in mind. I think that's a really good one because if you really make decisions in life with this perspective mm. and listening to intuition, that's a good place to to kick it off from. Yeah, it's a skill you can practice, I guess. Yeah. You know, the the, the it has to do with vision, visioning and really yeah. visioning not only the start and the middle, but also the end, like when is it done or obsolete even at some point. Yeah, even does it really bring anything? Maybe it's a project that you love, but would it bring you further or would it bring anything back or is it just going to be hell of a work? And That's how I decided on leaving some of my companies yeah. because... It might have had uh, an income generation. It might mm-hmm. have had the product that it was doing and the service. But at some point, I'm not learning nor growing. And mm-hmm. to reach that point, you're, you're going to spend so many hours and years of your life and your energy. Mm-hmm. If the bottom line is just money, it's not interesting mm-hmm. for me. No, no. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, the other perspective, how does it feel to be a beginner after changing for a new beginning and uh, does that change over time this so you're feeling? just gonna rapid fire questions <laughs> on me i cannot uh, ask something back <laughs> i think we're good uh, okay, <laughs> well we are so it's a good okay. follow-up question okay, okay. <laughs> how does it feel to be a beginner yeah each time and does that change somehow uh, i think uh, <laughs> if you are able to reinstall that your expectation is to grow and learn Mm-hmm. then it's way easier to put on a student's mind frame and a learning mind frame and mm-hmm. a beginner mind frame. Um, but I have to be honest, a lot of my peers have continued on the path they were on for many years. They are now at a professional level. I have to deal with my age and experience being a beginner again. The ego doesn't like it. Definitely no, but uh, Mm. I think it drives my curiosity and my creativity. So Mm. if you're willing to feel sometimes stupid, sometimes uh, frustrated because you don't know how things work. um, Yeah, that's definitely part of the journey. And I think what's really helpful is to be in touch with people who do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah um and also yeah Mm. and then if you're in the beginning stage of your business or whatever you're doing your book your project your website your logo look at other people who are in the beginning if you look at the people who are like 10 years in you're gonna get (laughs) disencouraged because everybody's like doing it big and live and loud and yeah you just scroll back what they have been 10 years ago that sometimes also helps and it's incomparable. I think mm. doing that is wrong. I think connecting with people in this day and age who are at the same stage mm. <clears throat> teaches you how good a beginner you can be because mm. there's so much free technology, free information. Yeah. Uh, so you can be very small and nimble and achieve a lot. But if you're comparing yourself with a company that got founded 10 years ago, <laughs> they had to pay consultants big sums yeah. of money for stuff that you can do on your iPhone now. Yeah, that's true. You, know? you want to keep going or can no, I can I can. finally uh, interject uh, with the yeah. question? <laughs> this format, this situation. 
Oh. Had so many people working out on this format, so here we are, sticking to the format. No. <laughs> so, um, regarding to new beginnings, mm -hmm. what makes you uh, procrastinate the most? Well, <laughs> there's this little thing that is called fear. <laughs> what if you could fail? I think this is something that makes me procrastinate for sure. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, what do you call it, two-sided sword? It's kind of the thing of like, oh, it might be so painful to fall flat on your face mm. and just fail. But on the other hand, what I keep telling myself is how much there is to learn and to grow. And mm. this is only possible. And I mean, seriously, I think all of us, when we look back, the biggest failures in life were the ones that we learned the most so if you like really if you just pinpoint the i don't know the two or three most important ones in your life mm. and every time you catch yourself procrastinating you can be just like hold on girl think about what went out of what happened out of this mm. and what it really where it got you and then you can keep moving yeah i guess the discomfort of feeling like failure does create a lot of energy to learn from it and to yeah. to but but at the same time i feel like the only things that i can call failures in my life are things i didn't do mm, that's a beautiful one it's uh, also the way you frame it i mean what is the failure it's like you are afraid of failing <clears throat> that makes you procrastinate which means you're not beginning, which means you're failing. So it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, exactly. But what is the fear of? You're going to fail towards who? I think sometimes it's still the outside perspective of what people might think, which I think I changed a lot, but that was always the most holding me back situation. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I think now it's really... Yeah, what is it? If you like really break it down into failure, what is it? You burn some money, you make some mistakes, and then who cares? No one will remember, most probably, Even in half a do year. Remember, yeah. And I don't know, what's, what's the exposure to, you know? Like, yeah, and it, it's also the way you frame it. If you frame it for yourself and you'll be like, yeah, that, that what happened and it's mm. fine. I learned and I moved on from that. I That's get the sense enough. that there is a lot of uh, uh, weight on the external views. Yeah. When you for say sure. nobody will remember that that is something that is comforting for you. Uh, I find that pretty interesting. Yeah. What if people remember that you failed? What happens then? Also nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like literally nothing. What? Yeah. There is nothing. Yeah. I mean, if I would be still sitting in the same company, working in the same job, and I would like massively fail and burn three million, people would remember that would be not the most comfortable place to be. And I would most probably wouldn't get promoted. Mm. That might suck, but I'm not in the situation anymore. And apart from that, I never did this as so well. From a, so it's from like, a corporate perspective, your track record matters. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. And if you take it away out of the perspective of work and just look at your personal life, you still procrastinate because of fear of failing? Not anymore. But you used to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then who would you be failing towards? Myself. Okay. Yeah. 
because my expectations are somewhere else okay. on the shelf okay, okay. <laughs> on the shelf height <laughs> and that would make you procrastinate beginning what personally whatever it might be maybe even starting a sport or something and be like you're just gonna be an idiot going there i don't know i wanted to uh, go to a dancing class once and i was like i yeah no <laughs> I'm just going to make an idiot out of myself because like me listening to a beat and mm. like coordinating arms and legs, it's just, it's just going to suck. Mm. So big, I big challenge. Yeah. Big challenge. On me singing, it's like if I'm inside, I'm singing. But if I go outside, I'm like, no, nah, no one should hear that voice. <laughs> Probably it's not going to hit any tone. That makes <laughs> sense why you ask these questions about feeling like a beginner and yeah. being a beginner. Is that something you don't appreciate? I do. I think I really found a good way of accessing this with a very light energy. Mm. But I wasn't there in the past. I think now I'm like, you know, it's like when we've been kids and we started something new. We never thought about what might happen if, but we just went all in and we just did things. And it was like, yeah, if you fall down, you're like, okay, next try. That was it. And mm. this kid-like curiosity is a beautiful place to be in many mm, things. Playfulness. Yeah. Yeah, really approaching things as an experiment is something mm -hmm. that allows failure because an experiment yeah. is there with a hypothesis. Like, I think if I push this, then that will happen. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't. What did we learn? Instead of if you were like, this is your life. And if you push the wrong button, yeah. you will go into a bad, bad place. <laughs> bad <laughs> people. Yeah. And then again, like I think everything we make up in our head, what might happen, doesn't happen. That's like that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I think the fear is much bigger in our head of what all might happen, but in reality, it doesn't really come through. No, I don't think somebody will call you and say, "Hey, I remember <laughs> that you uh, failed that time. Don't think I forgot." <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Got any questions left? Yeah, I got a question left. Um, what was your biggest takeaway? From? Biggest failure? I don't know. Biggest new beginning? Mm. Or what was your takeaway when you start new? I think my biggest new beginning was going to the rehab clinic for the second time after I broke my neck mm -hmm. to get a wheelchair, which I didn't want the first time. And I think that was the biggest new beginning because it kind of made me new towards the injury mm. and just submit a little bit. And yeah. uh, my biggest takeaway is they're, they're huge. I think my life changed immensely afterwards. Mm. I think I was, even after the, getting the wheelchair, uh, I still battled it, but the, the, the whole thing changed into... Uh, oh, kicking myself away <laughs> stay <It's spasmic. laughs> yeah i think my biggest takeaway is what i'm teaching people now this energy management compass mm -hmm. which is launching first of august very soon yeah. check it out check it out <laughs> and um i would not have embarked on that journey i guess also my life would have been in a pause if i would have kept just like f yeah. battling gravity uh, by trying to walk around and 
doing everything uh, unadapted. So I think my biggest takeaway is definitely those things that you really don't want to do. Do them first. Like right. the, the ones that are like just disgusting that the, the hairs in your neck stand upright and they're like, never in my life will I. Yeah, that's the thing you should do first. Eat the frog. <laughs> Eat the frog for yeah. breakfast, do the worst things first. Yeah. yeah, and okay for breakfast, but some things are like big, 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 big. Yeah. But those things will definitely make life lighter, mm. like you said it. And I don't know. It will create depth mm. at the same time. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just staying at the surface if you're willing to take those uh, steps that have to do with stepping over those fears that you might have or uh, yeah a whole bunch of discomfort and a waterfall of sadness if you don't uh, embark on those then you're gonna stay on the other side of the glass you're not mm -hmm. gonna find out what's in this side yeah and the good thing is somehow everything that comes after is gonna be easier you don't know that? Yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't know that when you're at that point? But the I things you say. fight the most are kind of like... Not necessarily something that comes after is easier, but at least something that you're fighting the most to like tackle that. It's going to change, you yeah. know? If like you're swimming against the current and you're afraid that if you go with the current, you don't know where the river is going. Yeah. Basically, what you're doing is standing still. Yeah. So I think it requires trust that you will make it through the turbulence and that you will find a new uh, equilibrium. And then again, after that, I have yeah, grabbed the torch and burned my whole belief, business, uh, relationship, everything down because I feel there is a lot of uh, growth in just burning everything down and rebuilding from the ashes and super painful it's mm -hmm. i think after the wheelchair i've done it still i think maybe four or five times to like completely pull the plug on everything people don't know what i'm doing we were doing this business no new company or i thought you were going to iran or i thought you were doing this again reset mm -hmm. it just pushes you into being humble being uh, hungry and uh learning and mm. definitely yeah if you talk about people remembering that you failed go sit with my friends they will <laughs> be like yeah we don't know what that guy is doing mm. and yeah a lot of it didn't succeed but whenever people ask me how did it go with that business I just say I learned a lot mm -hmm. I did not fail yeah I blew a bunch of money okay it wasn't your money so I'm not gonna be responsible yeah. to you and i learned a lot and i can now recognize people who are doing the same that are in love with an idea or or like mismanaging things mm. not finding the right people at the right time and that gives me knowledge for myself but also for my clients mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's like bringing also us back to what we started talking about the monkey it's basically if you burn everything down there is nothing to hold on to anymore, which is good because I think sometimes we try to like keep some certain thing and be like, ah, I can change it a bit and it's going to be good. Sometimes you just need to like just rip it off the wall and be like, 
no it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense just like take a new white paper mm. and just start drawing i think the white paper thing is the most scariest thing you can do with your ego yeah since we are basically our ego is very attached to the social status and i have these degrees and i hold this position and this is my mm. title Let's say we're going to erase all that. You're going to freak the hell out. You feel like you're at the bottom <laughs> of the social ladder. It's not even that you lo lost the knowledge or the skill or the experience. We're just going to not say that you have these titles. When do you see an article saying about somebody who is just very curious about something? No, this person has had PhD, this um, many yeah. years, professor, yeah. this of the time and of the year. And if you would take those things from people... Mm. The ego would like definitely revolt and it <laughs> you'd be amazed how quick you will be able to climb back up and higher that's that's what i learned from mm -hmm. it so so it's a definitely a that's a beautiful insight yeah like a super bad way to uh treat your ego but uh um, it's gonna be great still if you uh allow yourself to go through those growing pains mm -hmm. yeah i mean if i think back people that have been around me or higher have been fired from like a really high position like really high status position mm -hmm. and then yeah in like half a year later or a year later they got a super nice job and have been in a, responsible for way more than they have been before so it's like it is like burning down everything and just starting new but yeah. that's where you can also just like You can basically start the inventory list new mm. and be like, okay, hold on. What are my skills? What are my strengths? What, what, what did I go I, wrong? What did I even care about? What was I doing that I did or didn't like? Yeah. You know, a new beginning, you can approach it from like, oh, I'm going to show up empty handed. Mm. But then again, the tabula rasa, the, the white sheet is also a great place to be at yeah. because then you can redesign everything to your liking. Yeah. And I guess that burning everything allows you to really like the, the, the most perfect examples when you're moving mm -hmm. you're like oh, i don't have that much stuff but then you start <laughs> packing and you have stuff for days um if you move <laughs> to a new place without any stuff <laughs> in no amount of time you'll be going through the cycles of what do i need for my life mm -hmm. if you bring your old stuff you do not ask those questions you mm -hmm. start show up with this is what i have for my life Mm -hmm. So this has to be how my life looks. And this is very stuff related, but I think it's very mm -hmm. habit related, people related, atmosphere, business, purpose related. Yeah. And it's a certain comfort. Definitely. Yeah. Like if you show up with your PhD, most people won't be like, ah, is he really that talented and that knowledgeable, mm, yeah. etc. You're just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Also, no, you get accepted. Yeah, that's true. Talking about the PhD, what is the one thing that if you don't begin it, you will regret mm -hmm. it? And why? What is the one thing that if I do not begin, I will regret? Could be multiple things. Yeah. Um, I think to really keep this curiosity and this open mind and push myself to start those things if i would give that up i want to hear something very specific this is super vague there is not really like i mean moving countries for example is something for me that is 
pretty scary, especially when it comes to also learning a new language. But I'm like, if I would not do it, I would definitely regret it. Why would you regret it? Yeah, because it's it's something further than traveling. I think it brings you so much. It gives you so much input and so much yeah so much more horizon in your life mm. to move countries and really start new mm. i mean moving from germany to the netherlands is maybe not the biggest move on its own but still for me it was quite a lot but it was also super beautiful we just really like you arrive and you just have to figure out mm. and you have to make new friends because otherwise you will not really <laughs> it's gonna be you know be like yeah like i don't know accepted or like land well and i think this is something great and yeah obviously when i was 11 i moved for the first time and if i compared that that was really this kid like curiosity to be just mm. like hey um i was like okay i don't speak the language gotta learn the language didn't think about it i just did it moving to the netherlands learning dutch is a bit like Mah, first of all i don't like the language and it's a bit difficult and that and that it's something else, but I think to like not doing those bold decisions, that's something I would really regret. Is that enough of an answer? Bold, bold, bold moves. Yeah. So moving countries is a bold move. What other bold moves do you have in mind? Things that I'm scared of. Um, I think, um, well, when I did my diving license, for example, mm. I was really scared of water and like... <laughs> A water level where I cannot stand on the ground mm. and overcoming this was for me something that made me feel like okay whatever it is you just always you have to push so I don't know probably it is moving further with my diving license at some point and like really do the next step and the next step and go mm. for night dives and whatever it is that's well, something that yeah so you want to increase your diving skills definitely yeah yeah, all the things that I think well, is beautiful if you just really listen to your intuition and you feel this thing of like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared to do it. Mm. And then you can decide. Do and those things. Yeah, and I don't want to be the person. I don't want to look in the mirror in 20 years and be like, oh, damn it. I really regret I haven't done it. You and know, if like you have the resources. the bucket list ASAP. Don't yeah. build a bucket list. Yeah, just like I don't want to regret something that was doable and possible. Hmm. And I just stepped back because of fear. No. Yeah. No. How about no. you? It's a good question. Things. Uh, <laughs> Let me play it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something that I wouldn't do if I would regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think having kids. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have kids, I would regret it. Mm-hmm. And why is because being in a wheelchair, having kids really messes with my uh, expectations of myself as a dad. Why? Yeah, I feel like uh, you have to throw your kids around and chase you them. <laughs> chase them. And I don't know, to be able to... You just need those air uh, castles, you know? I feel like there's a big, uh, big... Uh, revelation waiting for me in the mm-hmm. sense of self-acceptance and self-love mm-hmm. uh, accepting myself as a parent in a wheelchair uh, i'm always away amazed when i see people in wheelchairs having kids mm-hmm. 
and they always talk about it like it's a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like for me, it definitely, uh, yeah, it can really stop my breath. <clears throat> when when if the fear of it kicks in Mm -hmm. and then you of course breathe it out and you continue on it but i think if i wouldn't i would have to live with that fear forever yeah and yeah it will pass if i do it Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's very selfish i guess what's the worst thing that can happen yeah, there's nothing bad that can happen. I think kids are definitely great at accepting the world as it comes. Mm-hmm. So they will teach me a lot. I think, yeah, the baddest thing that can happen is that they push me off a hill or some shit. If they don't like me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would include a lot of evil. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, tired of this guy nagging. You're going to give us the money or no? Huh? Do your this is not how you educate kids, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, if they're my kids, then they're gonna be sneaky. <laughs> so if yeah. you have a role model, I don't think that would come no, up with something. Like that. Embedded, embedded. They might it. listen to this one and be like, <laughs> <laughs> planning, planning, planning. Nah, that's yeah. beautiful. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Yeah, I think that's it for me. I think all the other stuff doesn't create such existential fears. Uh, as this one does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have any questions, Lou? No. Do you have any? No, I think uh, I do want to know what is your current, uh, current-est new beginning? What are you beginning right now? <laughs> when I launched my online shop. What is it? Uh, my superfood pharmacy. Okay. It's well, a, huh? <laughs> superfood pharmacy? My yeah, superfood pharmacy? my superfood pharmacy. Yeah, it's about... Uh, all kind of superfoods that you can get from all around the world mm-hmm. that can basically improve your health and your well-being. And um, yeah, I just believe in nowadays life, we cannot just eat well and kind of have access to all the energy and the best our body can offer. I think this world is getting really, yeah, pretty difficult to live in. So that's why I believe we need additional things. Why is uh, what is making you procrastinate on this new beginning? I'm not procrastinating, I would say. No? And maybe I might appear a bit slow, in your opinion. No, no, I'm just asking. Do have you uh, had procrastination moments? I had some. Why? Like the perfection view of something that needs to look really great before I launch it. Mm. But I think I overcome that pretty good. To just like, yeah, I mean, some products still don't have description. But just the name, and I'm like, yeah, if people want to order Chaga, they know what Chaga is for. And then the main keyword is there too, so it's not something that people will be like, excuse me, madam, you have a nice product online, but where's the description? You're afraid they will come to your house? <laughs> no, I don't talk, think talk, so. Talk. <laughs> I saw something. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's, that's maybe the most current one. Hmm. How about you? My newest beginning is launching uh, launching the energy management compass uh, design curriculum, uh, building a new environment for people to learn mm-hmm. online, making it accessible all over the world, sharing my teachings, I guess, the things that I learned from uh, really taking a blow physically made me uh, 
research and, and definitely search inwards towards how can we uh, not show up tired like if you have a break that you're tired if you're having a day off that all you can do is lie in bed really really basically what you do is spend all your energy at your work and mm-hmm. like the leftovers are left for your personal life Ah, that's a bad bargain if you ask me so i think there's a lot of room mm. for people to win not only personally but also professionally if you know how you can roll load up and be recharged and show up with mm. positive energy and keep doing that then yeah the, the, the effects are going to mm. be exponential i've had the effects on my own life if i look at how i've been able to redesign my life really achieved my goals and dreams and uh, now I'm embarking on a whole new journey and that is sharing this with the world. Yeah, yeah I think what is also something that we believe is always there is like we have energy. As long as we are young, it mostly works and we can access mm. it with, and we kind of feel we don't deplete it. That's what I had as well. And then at some point I learned that your kidneys store your life energy and I realized that I have been over using them a lot and mm. yeah with my burnout two years ago and i think you had a similar experience that's where you you get a wake-up call to really understand uh-uh mm. this is not something that will not end if you go on with this pace at some point it's just not going to work i think this current generation if you look at people at the age of 16 having burnouts yeah that they don't just have to quit school for a year it. It doesn't have to do with being young or old. If you yeah. do not spend the time to reload you yourself mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually. But uh, you need to understand first. That's the that's point. Not, that's something that's not being taught. Exactly. That's why I feel like I need to yeah. tell it. I need to stand for it. And I need to yeah. uh, share not only my experience, but also what people can learn from it. Like if you know how you can reload. Mm-hmm. And you do it. What are the effects? Mm-hmm. Compare your life before and after. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. I'm really curious about it. Yeah, because when we started to talk about it, I and you explained it to me for the first time. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so simple." Mm. But it was such a big aha moment where I realized, if you really understand the concept behind it and you really pay attention, you can recharge and you can really live sustainable. But if you're not aware, you just keep pushing. And I mean, you catch me now and then <laughs> still pushing hard and you're like, take a nap. And I'm like, no, no, I mm. won't take a nap. But then, yeah, it's like it comes back like a boomerang. Yeah. I guess a nap is one of the examples, but just allowing play <laughs> or, or fun uh, and just release during the day. Mm-hmm. You were telling me recently that because you have a corporate mentality, you believe social activities, going out for a cup of coffee, all these things are for the weekend or the evening. Yeah. Well, if you have like a good two hours of work done, take a take a take a break, see somebody, <laughs> have some fun, laugh, just release, and and then when you show up again, you're fresh, you're new, mm. and then at the end of the day, you're still fresh, and when you go to bed, you're pretty okay, and you wake up energized, and that adds up over the weeks. That mm. when you have a holiday, you're not like crashing on the couch Mm. no you're doing activities and stuff that you like i hear a lot of people they take a little weekender a little break they're Mm. having a good time enjoying Mm. nature come back boom get sick Mm -hmm. as soon as you allow the pressure to come off 
the body's like, okay, this is the status quo. If I allow rest, I realize how Mm -hmm. much recovery there is required. Mm -hmm. Your immune system has to focus on that and you get Mm -hmm. sick. So uh, because I broke my neck, I'm way more sensitive to these things Mm -hmm. that made me research it and realize how little there is there. And I had to really go inward and develop it. And um, yeah, I'm curious what what it will do for people. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's definitely going to be a lot of fun. It's looking good. How do you feel about today's podcast? Pretty good. Yeah. If y'all love change, give us a like, a shout. Yes. You can find this on Spotify, on YouTube, wherever you check your podcasts. Um, If you have any topics that you would like us to address, share them with us. Please, we are very open to hear. If you feel like you need to be part of this podcast, also give us a shout. (laughs) We're welcoming guests as well. And you've heard it today. What is to love about change, new beginnings. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Have a lovely evening. Bye-bye.